0: Up that praise unto Jesus. God, we honor you with a hand clap, with a voice lifted up. God, we honor you tonight. Thank you for what we feel. Thank you for the power and the presence of the Lord that strengthens us tonight. Oh, praise the Lord, everyone. Thank God for what He's doing and the wonderful works that we saw the Lord do this morning. We're so grateful, thankful to be back with you this Sunday and tonight continue to follow the will of the lord to hear from god and um, we love all of you so thankful for this church it's an extremely high honor for us to be here every single time thankful my wife is here sister Kinsey. we honor you love you pastor Kinsey. we highly esteem you in the lord and give you reverence as a great voice and the movement of God and this this man stands head and shoulders above even great men and we appreciate his influence in our life. brother and sister Strobel we love you appreciate you and brother and sister Stafford the entire staff of this church we greet all of you in the name of Jesus you're standing let's read the word of the Lord in 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 look at the word of the Lord, First Thessalonians chapter 2. Thankful for those who received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and those who were baptized in Jesus' name this morning. We rejoice with the angels of heaven, at one person who repents. Can you thank God for that? We rejoice with every single person who repents of their sins, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. That's why we're we're here first Thessalonians chapter 2 if you have that say amen verse number 17 first Thessalonians 2 and 17 but we brethren being taken from you for a short time in presence not in heart endeavoring the more abundantly to see your face with great desire wherefore we would have come unto you even I Paul once and again but Satan hindered us father we pray now in the name of Jesus for every person God we pray for the power of God to rest upon us to give us dominion over every foul spirit over every doubtful evil spirit spirits of unbelief God we pray for strength of the Lord healing virtue and the power of God to continue to operate To bring great revival and harvest in this city in the name of the lord jesus and everyone say amen god bless you please be seated thank you for standing to honor the word of the lord tonight we feel so honored to be here as always and everyone is always so kind and hospitable to us and greets us with wonderful kind words and we appreciate that so much but even after a moment like this morning, when God does great things, I, I rejoice with those who are converted and touched. But at the same time, I wonder, God, could I have reached one more? Could I have done something, God, to reach one in the back or one in the balcony? And you understand the uh, mixed emotions that all of us would feel but everyone was touched everyone hears the word and we trust god in these moments for we do not operate in the flesh because we don't have any ability in the flesh our abilities are frail Our uh, even our talents at best are weak but only through the strength of the lord the anointing of the holy ghost and we stand here amen praying god's strength to you and Knowing that only by His grace and His mercy and His strength uh, are we able to minister to so great a people, such a great host, and a packed house today, and we thank God for what He's doing in Pensacola, Florida. We thank God for the ministry, for the leadership, for for every effort and every uh, every department of the church, because uh, it takes so much to operate uh, something like this, and. Uh, Uh, I thought to myself before church and uh, your dear pastor and the men that lead this church have the abilities to lead uh, companies of a nature, even those Fortune 500 companies, because that's what it takes. And under the anointing of God they can do exploits even beyond what men can do in the financial world and even what businessmen cannot accomplish because they take dominion in the spirit i thank god for a pastor i thank god for men who will pray for my family i thank god for my own pastor back home and say you know what oh hallelujah thank god for spiritual leadership in our lives According to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Bible, Paul saying, I would have come to you sooner, but there were some hindrance, there there were some obstacles. He went on to say in verse 18, specifically, that Satan hindered us. I want to preach to you for a little while from the subject, spiritual resistance, spiritual resistance. We know that James 4 and 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee. The adversary is trying to kill, steal, and to destroy, but the Bible gives us clear solution. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee it's actually Submission that brings us strength In the holy ghost uh, You would think it would be rising up With a bad attitude and a chip on, But no the bible says submit yourselves uh, Therefore to god <laughs> Resist the devil and then he will flee Because it is in the submission That gives us power And gives us strength They say And I read Jupiter is an extremely massive planet. Jupiter is a large planet made up of toxic gases that revolve in a very chaotic form. And they say that there is an ongoing storm of gases in one particular area of the planet that is larger than the entire Earth. That's how colossal that planet is. And these toxic, raging gases and Uh, Fires uh, rage on that planet. It is an unsettled place. Uh, But I can tell you. We, as children of God, are not called to a life of chaos, but a life of tranquility in the spirit. We have opposition, but the Bible clearly states that we would be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication. Therefore, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which passes understanding, will keep your hearts and minds. And though we live amongst chaos, and though we live in difficult times, and everything is a storm around us... We have some tranquility in the hope of jesus christ as our savior say well everything's uh, Everything's going wrong on the job and in your company. How how are you so quiet and meek? I want to tell you it's by the holy ghost Uh, We are able to keep our composure because we have the spirit of god that is peace that passes understanding in our lives But so many people I meet are in constant turmoil and agony But I want you to have that peace of the Holy Ghost. In the 1880s, finally mankind had developed scientific endeavors to the point that they were able to produce radio waves that could be sent out from a transmitter and then received in another location. Invisible communications. For us, that is Elementary, But for those in that time, it was hard to believe that you could uh, send a radio wave through the air. Many people did not believe it for a long time. But finally, it became something so helpful. We were able to communicate over long distances. It was another level. It was new territory it was something yet unexplored but so helpful and i want to tell you about the spirit world sometimes i go to churches and the moment i mention something spiritual i can see the people who tune in and i can also see the people who check out well pastor's on it tonight the evangelist is on it he's on spiritual things it's about time for me to go to the restroom I've got a phone call that I forgot I had to make right now. Come on, this is a spiritual church. Go ahead and tune in with me. In the same way that people were afraid of those radio waves, those new ways of communication, Uh, some people are afraid of the spirit world, but it's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to be frightened about, but we can understand it. We can learn the principles of it. We can operate in the spirit world. We don't run from it, but we run to it because it's in the spirit that we gain our victory. It's our blessing. It's our reward. We are able to effectively operate in the corridors of the spirit world. Oh, thank God. I'm glad to be apostolic. I'm I'm not part of some denominational group uh, that doesn't know anything about the spirit. Uh, Oh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Uh, That's alive. It's a working uh, process in my life. Uh, Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You don't cringe. You don't run from it, but you understand it, and therefore you operate effectively in it. Do you know that the Bible tells us plainly how to navigate those corridors? You can understand it, not in weeks or months, but even in just a matter of days. If you really want to know about the spirit, you can understand how to pray and how to touch God, how to resist temptation and the devil. If you want to know about it, you can learn it very quickly. If you're not sure, ask, ask a spiritual leader, ask your pastor, say, help me to understand this because it's so important not to just be ignorant on the subject. Praise God. Isaiah 14 and verse 12 speaks of Lucifer. I pause for this intentional reading because it's important tonight. The Bible says in verse 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the son of the morning? How art thou cut down from the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven; I will exalt my throne above the stars of God; I will sit upon the mount of the congregation, in the sides of the north; I will ascend above the heights of of the clouds; I will be like the most high. This is Lucifer talking. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee will narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and that did shake the nations, that made the worlds a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of the prisoners? This is important. The scripture tells us, we will say, is this the man that caused so much havoc in our lives? Is this the small creature that seems so big to us? Is this the dreadful adversary that we ran and hid from so often? That's what the Bible says. He puffed himself up. He made himself something greater than he was. He tried to be like the most high God, but he found out he was cast down to hell. (laughs) Ezekiel 28 went on to say in verse 14, thou art the anointed cherub. Verse 15 says, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Verse 17 said, Thine heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of your brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. He went on to say in verse 18, You will be brought down to ashes upon the earth. We have an adversary. The Old Testament tells us precisely about him in Ezekiel and also in Isaiah. In Daniel chapter 10, it started out like this. And Daniel said, I sought after the Lord. I began on a journey of sacrifice. he said I ate no pleasant meat I partook of no strong drink I was there with the Lord seeking him and the Bible says for three weeks he sought the Lord but an adversary and the prince of Persia resisted him but finally God sent Michael the archangel from heaven and God said I'm going to deal with your adversary it might not happen in a moment like you like it it might take a little bit of labor and effort and sacrifice but you hear the voice of God, I will send my angel and I will defeat the prince and the the prince of persia come on the suppressing spirit over that region i want to tell you you know about it but there are suppressing spirits over regions and territories but we have a god of all creation he's the god of all the world he takes dominion over every principality and power and though they may hinder us for a while our god will hear our prayers and when he comes to our rescue satan is going to have to back up off of us and say here are the voice of God and God said I heard you on the very first day it seemed like your prayers were not even reaching the ceiling of the room but you keep giving and you keep sacrificing and you keep praying because when I show up all the forces of heaven are going to prevail over the devil and his angels come on and clap your hands if you believe God is superior to all spiritual hindrances in your life Lo, lo, si, The Bible said he was Lucifer one time. Fifty-seven times it said he was the devil. Forty-nine times it said he was Satan. And Ezekiel 28 said he was the anointed cherub. And Matthew 9 and 34 said he was the ruler of the demons. He was Beelzebub in nineteen in Matthew 20, 12 and 24. He was the evil one in Matthew 13 and 19. He is the enemy of our soul in Matthew 13 and 39. He's Lucifer in John 8 and 44, the prince and the power of the air in Ephesians 2 and 2. He's our adversary in 1 Peter 5 and eight in revelation 9 and 11 it said he's abaddon and apollyon both in the hebrew and the greek versions in revelation 12 and 9 he's the dragon the old serpent the deceiver of the world and the accuser of the brethren dozens of times the bible talks about our enemy dozens of times it speaks about him and we do well to recognize it tonight There's two opposing views that often err... There's two opposing views that often go a little bit too far. When we consider the enemy of our souls, there are two schools of thought that are often overemphasized. There are those in the first category who give too much credit to the devil. They blame all of their problems on the devil. And they mistakenly believe that he has great power to defeat them. And on the other hand, there are those who fail to acknowledge that there is an enemy. That he is out to kill, steal, and to destroy. They underestimate the cunning lengths that he will go to to defeat them. And so I find that there are people in both camps. There are those who spiritualize everything. Everything. And there are those who run from spiritual things and deny that they exist. And the appropriate place for us to dwell tonight is in the balance. And revival often comes in the balance. And tonight I would like to balance the scales before you just for a moment. You see, the devil is not the equal opposite power of God. The devil is not the equal opposite power of God many times people look at god and the devil as two superheroes of opposite nature, but I'm not talking about Superman versus uh, evil culprits. I'm talking about the God of glory uh, versus the enemy of your soul. Uh, the devil does not have the same amount of power that God has. Uh, come on, if you're serving the living, God uh, was the creator of all things. The devil is nothing more than a created being uh, who fell from glory, uh, who was lifted up in pride, uh, and fell away from God. Uh, I want to tell you he's destructive he's cunning and he's divisive but he is not the equal opposite power of god and if the devil could kill you he would have already done so if the devil could kill you he would have already done so somebody say amen The devil has very limited power. He has to operate under strict permissions from God. If you read the book of Job, you can understand it better. He's not super powerful, but he uses his small powers in a very cunning way. He's devious and divisive and deceitful. And his greatest tools are fear and lies and discouragement. He loves to make something seem like it's reality that really is not reality. He specializes in fear tactics I heard one man say fear is false evidence appearing real I believe that's what the devil specializes in He tries to convince you that circumstances in your mind are real Many times you're your greatest opponent You're the enemy of your soul And when the devil cannot destroy you He wants to convince you to destroy yourself He puts fear. He whispers in your ears false rumors and lies and discouragement. And finally, I guess his greatest tactic is he finds people who are willing to allow him to control their minds and their bodies. First, it's their thoughts. And then they open the door and they allow the enemy to come in and and possess their lives to a further degree. Finally, at the end, demon possession is the final result. Now, I'm preaching to great people tonight, and it's obvious to me that uh, there's probably nobody here that's dealing with demon possession. But it is very real, and it is very possible, and there are people in this city who are struggling with that very reality at this moment. It doesn't start with that. You just open the door, and if you keep open the corridors of your heart, you'll find that he's the ruler of your life in the end. Praise God that's true and so for those who give too much power to the devil though he would like people to think so he is not that powerful matter of fact luke 10 and verse 19 and 18 says it like this and he said to him behold i saw satan fall from heaven as lightning Verse 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hey, friend, if you don't see anything else tonight, I pray that you get Luke 10 and 19 because you can stand on that word. As a matter of fact, the Bible said you can walk and stand and tread on serpents and scorpions. We know that that's not insects and reptiles, but that's bad spirits sent from the devil to torment you. But the Bible said you can walk on those adversaries. They're under my feet tonight. They are under my feet tonight. And the Bible says when they saw Jesus walking to them on the water, the waters were troubled in the storm. And we know that when you research and understand, those waters were troubled by evil spirits. But he said, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna walk on the troubling waters of your life. I'm gonna tread on these circumstances. And Peter says, Lord, can I come out to you? And he says, Come. And Peter, as the Lord's command, walks on the water. I know if you keep reading, you'll see that he began to sink when he took his eyes off the Lord. But you don't forget about the miracle. When you keep your eyes on God, he said, You can walk on the devil. You've got power to tread on the troubled waters. I can walk over every circumstance in my life. All of hell has been loosed as an arsenal against me. But with God is my help, I'm going to walk on those troubled waters. Matter of fact, I feel like dancing right now. I feel like stomping on the devil. I came to rejoice. It's Sunday night in the house of God, and the devil has to leave. We have dominion and power in the Spirit. Come on now and take spiritual authority against all the resistance in your life i like what matthew 10 and 1 said he said i gave my 12 disciples power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases in matthew 10 and 1 and luke 9 and 1 he luke He linked together the problems that they were facing physically right along with the demons of hell. Not every problem is spiritual, but there are some that are, and I want to tell you they're all in the same category right now, and the Bible tells us that we have dominion over those circumstances. As a matter of fact, in Luke 9 and 1, it said we have power and authority to pray and to see people healed and delivered, and that's why so many times you come to a Pentecostal church, you leave seeing people healed in their body, delivered of cancer, people who were expected not to live all of a sudden began to recover because hundreds of people gathered together on that special request. Oh, thank God for his virtue. If you believe God's a healer, why don't you go ahead and clap your hands tonight? I'm not talking about in some distant, far unknown region, but I'm talking about in Pensacola, Florida. If you believe God's a healer, clap those hands so that all of heaven can hear it. Hallelujah. verse john 5 and 8 says when you're born of god you're no longer a sinner and the wicked one cannot touch you i like that i like that matter of fact the devil does not know everything he cannot read all of your thoughts that's why it's so important to guard your mouth be careful the things you say say well i already thought it i may as well go ahead and say it no Just because you thought it, don't ever let it leave your mouth. Just because doubt crossed over your mind, don't let it leave your lips. I don't believe the devil knows about it until you voice it, until you say it, and you begin to tell other people. I want to tell you, he does not know your thoughts. But Jesus, according to Matthew 9 and 4, he knows your thoughts. He knows your intentions. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, God knows your thoughts, but the devil does not know your thoughts. Be careful what you say. Don't give it away to him. He's the enemy of your soul. Don't give him the ammunition that he needs to destroy you. 2nd Corinthians 2 and 11 says, we are not ignorant of his devices if you've been serving God more than a year you ought to know the tactics of the devil by now you ought to know that he's going to lie to you he's going to try to discourage you he's going to try to hinder you he's going to try to hurt your feelings And yet to the other crowd, who says, there is not really an adversary that's trying to destroy me. Many good Christians fail to acknowledge it. And they think there's really not all that much going on in the spirit. Friend, if you could hear in the Holy Ghost right now, you would hear the clanging, the swords and the shield You would hear the screams and the cries of those who are being destroyed. Those who are lying in the streets, in the spirit world right now, in agony. Those who are alone. Those who are dying a slow death, being robbed of the very life that's in their soul. If you could hear in the spirit right now, you would hear the sounds of war. Oh, praise God. I wonder, are there Christians who refuse to be naive of the spirit world, but say, I understand it, I see it, I hear it in the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, and I know that it's there God helped me to operate more effectively in the spirit I know I'm among great people and just before I came to the pulpit I saw several people and it was though you were taller than normal and I saw you standing head and shoulders above the crowd more than one person more than a year ago, in a vision, I saw the pastor standing in a war-torn environment, standing much taller than an average man. And I thought to myself, that's a representation of spiritual strength and dominion. And tonight, I saw that in multiple people standing around this congregation, Come on, this is a spiritual church. You believe in the works of the Holy Ghost, I know. And it's not those of you that have strong arms and broad shoulders necessarily. It can be, but I saw people standing because their prayer lives are strong. Their ability to sacrifice to God is great. Their understanding of spiritual things. I saw that in the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, help us to see in the Spirit. I'm not sure his name, but there's a brother on the far pew, the black suit. I saw this man at the altar. I thought, he doesn't feel strong in his body at this moment his strength has somewhat abated but this man's at the altar and i see him standing head and shoulders above the crowd friend there's grandmothers who are spiritual prayer warriors who are stronger than any middle-aged person could ever be in the spirit hallelujah brother dennis i've known you for a while but i saw something in the spirit tonight god has lifted you up against the adversary and i saw you standing taller I want you to begin to pray right now. I just lift your hands to the Lord right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Come on, I know this man, but I saw him standing tall tonight against the adversaries of the enemy right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh God. the Bible is full of people who were led by Satan, Cain Pharaoh, Ahab Haman, Abimelech Judas the Bible said allowed Satan to enter into him and the Bible said in the Old Testament that Sanballat and Tobias came against the children of God to mock them and to laugh at them and to scorn their work trying to build up the walls of Jerusalem and every day they came out to mock the people of God and they said you cannot never build up uh, these walls that have been destroyed Uh, they said as a matter of fact uh, the little work that you do is so weak uh, that if you would build up a wall uh, even a fox uh, would trample over the wall that you build Uh, and the enemy is saying tonight uh, give up and don't try Uh, but God is saying uh, in just a short amount of time uh, you can have a great victory uh, because uh, the resistance uh, that is against you uh, is weaker than the forces that are for you and surely in the New Testament Herod that had all the babies under two years of age killed is a representation of someone allowing Satan to enter into their life that is satanic that is evil Matter of fact, in Second Corinthians, it said, don't even marvel for Satan himself has transformed himself into an angel of light. We have an adversary. He's not that great. But I'm wondering, how did the Bible say he weakened the nations? How did he destroy nations and entire civilizations? I already told you, he's not that big. He's not that great. He's not that strong. But the reality is he uses those tools so divisively that he weakens nations. He keeps people locked up in prisons. Don't be naive to the fact that there is a devil. And the Bible calls him in the New Testament. He's like a roaring lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. I'm not going to give him too much credit. Uh, But I am going to recognize it uh, so that I can effectively deal with it in the morning Come on, there's a revival in the balance of understanding the spirit world When you understand it Acts 16 16 said that there was uh, a young lady who followed uh, the apostle around uh, mocking him And the Bible said that she had some power uh, for she could tell the future Say, so, well, the devil don't have no power. The devil can't do nothing. Acts 16, the Bible said she had the ability to tell the future. But that was not from God. That was imitation. That was evil. And finally, the apostle had enough of it. And he turned around and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her evil spirit. And that evil spirit had to leave. I thought about uh, Moses uh, in the courts of Pharaoh. Uh, and I thought about those evil uh, sorcerers uh, who did many, uh, many uh, evil tricks. Uh, and they tried uh, to do the same thing that Moses did. Uh, but you remember what happened. Uh, the Bible says that the serpent that Moses put down uh, was greater than theirs. Uh, and I want to tell you that the works of God uh, are far superior uh, than the works of a devil. Uh, he may have a tricks. He may deceive people, but you hear me. God has dominion over those forces of evil. Recently, I drove through my hometown, and the office that we had owned and operated as our family business is now occupied by a palm reader. Brother, that just did something to me, you know. There's <laughs> been a lot of prayers going in that office. <laughs> and I can't help but think. Really, I feel sorry for those people trying to operate <laughs> in that kind of atmosphere. I'm talking about a building that had been saturated by that fragrance that I talked about this morning. I'm talking about the walls have been anointed. (laughs) The devil's got something coming. I'm waiting to see it. I'm just standing back waiting to see what's going to happen there. I stopped at a restaurant on the way here from Louisiana. And they had a wagon outside. Sort of like a gypsy wagon And no doubt, the person inside was telling the future. I thought to myself, the devil better watch out because just a Holy Ghost filled person walking by this place... uh, There might be an earthquake. There might be a shake. I want to tell you, we don't have to back up from the devil, but we operate, we take dominion over those spiritual resistances. We know that when we submit ourselves to God, we have power and authority over all those kind of devils. And in 2 Kings, the Bible said, the servant of Elijah, he said, Sir, we're encamped around us on all sides. The enemy has horses and chariots, and we're about to be defeated. But the man of God says, Lord, open his eyes and let him see on the spirit. And the Bible says immediately that young man looked up and there were horses and there were chariots of fire. And I want to tell you, God is saying that there are more that are fighting for us than are fighting against us. Don't be afraid of the devil. Don't run from spiritual things. But get in the fight. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Love God. And like Daniel, you're going to see Michael the Archangel come and defeat every enemy of your soul. Oh God, right now, I pray that this church would rise in faith. Come on and lift your hands in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on and pray with a loud voice. Hallelujah. July the 16th, 1969. Apollo 11 blasted off from Florida. Loaded with millions of gallons of fuel, the rockets were ignited. Over 7.5 million pounds of thrust blasted the rocket into the sky. The force was unimaginable. The rocket consumed 40,000 pounds of fuel every second. The force was so great that the ground rumbled and the buildings nearby shook under the vibration. As the rocket accelerated into the air, the resistance was tremendous as that large aircraft cut a line in the sky. The gravity and the air resistance was pulling down, but the thrust was pushing it into the sky. The nose of the rocket was under such great pressure it glowed red as that aircraft approached 5,000 miles per hour. And finally, it broke into a new dimension. And when it left the atmospheric hold, it was in a new world. High red. Once it got beyond the gravitational pull, it was able to accelerate to over 25,000 miles per hour with only very little effort. It was able to travel 238,000 miles to the moon and back with only very little fuel, with only very little thrust. And the difference was it went into another atmosphere. It was in one atmosphere that was holding it back. But it now went into a new dimension that had set it free. You're facing all the forces of hell. And like Paul, the apostle, you've got to at least acknowledge Satan has hindered me at times. And when Satan was not hindering me, I was hindering myself. I've struggled so long. Preacher, I've been fighting every adversity. And when it rains, it pours. When something goes wrong, it seems like everything goes wrong. Life itself is a struggle. But I want to encourage you for a moment. There is a place that the resistance is broken. It took so much force to get that rocket into the sky. So many hundreds of people working. But finally when the gravitational pull let go when the enemy had to let loose I want to tell you more progress was made in a very short time than had been made in the weeks and months and years that were leading up to that. And I want to tell you when a church decides to go into a season of revival like is now happening in Pensacola, Florida. I want to tell you it's no surprise That the enemy is trying to hold your ankles to the floor But you hear me He cannot contend with the prayers And the fasting And the sacrifice And the praise And the worship And finally Finally It seemed like you would never succeed But finally the devil had to let go And the resistance That you had been battling Was no longer there And now I'm in a new atmosphere Now I'm seeing progress progress. Now everything is happening the right way. (laughs) Friend of mine, let me tell you, I'm a part of my dad's family business. I work with him. I'm a part of that. I've been there for 20 years. He started 40 years ago when I was born, but I've been managing it with him for over 20 years. I can tell you That if you're in business, you have a job, all the forces of the enemy will try to hinder you. And, brother, I want to tell you and testify like this this year, just in the last few months, and this new year, something broke. Hear me, I'm testifying right now. Something broke. So long, it was so hard so long it was so difficult being faithful financially giving to the work of God sacrificially my dad's a great man in the church he's not in the ministry but he's a great man of God but I want to tell you he and I together with our families I'm telling you something broke pastor so well everybody just wants to tell you the bad no I'm telling you like this When the resistance is broken in just a few weeks you can see more progress than you ever saw in your whole life new contracts can be on the table god can provide god can do great things hey i'm talking about finances right now but i'm just asking you to hear what thus saith the word when you break through the resistance You have to believe this. You have to understand that there is a place where the heavy load becomes light. Pastor, we've been laboring for so long to have great revival. But you hear this word from God. When it happens, you're going to feel bad for feeling so good. Hey, friend, I've been there. I feel guilty for feeling like God has done such great. Pastor, you're going to feel bad for feeling so good. Where are all these people coming from? They're coming from the four winds. I believe there's a place like that. When you break the resistance, church, you're gonna open the doors. And just like this morning, it's gonna be a packed house. Come on now, I'm preaching about spiritual resistance. If you can break that, your fasting, your sacrifice, your prayers. When Michael the Archangel comes to help you, brother, you're not gonna even mention the devil anymore. You're going to say, get behind me, Satan. Oh, you don't believe me. You don't believe that can happen. I'm telling you, it can happen. You know what I want right now? Somebody that's in the worst trial of your life. You're just feeling a heavy burden. Come on, I'm, I'm in faith right now. I want you to step out and make a run around this church right now. You're facing all of hell right now. Come on, brother. You're breaking a resistance right now that's holding you back. Come on now. The devil cannot hold your feet to the floor right now. I'm breaking the resistance of hell. I believe there's a place. I believe there's a dimension. I believe there's a place that the devil has to let me go. I believe there is victory and power and deliverance. Come on church family. Come on, don't let the bishop outrun you right now. If you believe God is on your side, come on and rejoice with me. Come on and break the spiritual resistance. Come on, it's a struggle to get your flesh beyond that place. But I believe there's a place. I believe there's a destiny. I believe there's an atmosphere. We're going to see progress, unprecedented. We're going to see healing virtue. In our bodies. Come on, somebody, lift up a voice of praise right now. Come on, somebody, and shout unto God. Come on, I'm breaking the resistance of hell. I'm breaking the dominion of the dark forces. I'm breaking the satanic strongholds. Oh, hallelujah. I am breaking down the spiritual resistance. Come on, somebody, and dance in the Holy Ghost. Come on, rejoice in God right now. It's Sunday night. This is our house. This is our house. Come on. Worship is appropriate right now. Come on, that's it, help me right now. Come on, that's it, help me right now. I feel my help coming from the Lord. Hey, if you're in the pew, you're gonna miss it. If you're in your pew right now, you're gonna to battle the devil, but if you know that there is a breakthrough, you ought to step out in a spirit of worship and say, this is my night for deliverance. This is my night to be healed. This is my night for a financial breakthrough. Come on, the miracle is in the house for those who break the resistance. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.